Hello and welcome to The Unmissables, the last ever, as it's known, Unmissables podcast. It's our 72nd, but we're going to reboot, reimagine and re-event this podcast in a couple of weeks' time. It's going to be exactly the same, apart from a new title. Grab your, t- grab your tissues, everyone. I'm Boyd Hilton. That's Stephanie Seelan. Hi. This is Kay Ribeiro. Bonjour. <laughs> John Dan is here in the background waving. Now, actually, just before we move on, mm. yeah. So it's uh, you know, are we going to call John Dan John Dan in the next podcast, or should we just go back to his birth name, John? Because I, I mean, I know what some idiot called him John Dan originally. Oh, mm-hmm. who was that? Forgotten what? It wasn't me. No, 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 oh. no, no. Oh God, you've forgotten what? On last week's podcast, you introduced John Dan and said some idiot got his name wrong, and I oh, said yeah. that idiot was K, and that is what K is <laughs> talking oh, about. Okay. I see. That's fine. John, how would you like to be referred to going forward? Okay. I don't think we can that go back shrug. to I don't think we can change people's names. His name's no. John Dam. Everything is staying the same. Mm. But the name Pretty isn't. Much. Except we might. Boyd's eating some very dry cake, some everyone. Dry cake. He's, he's, no, his That's professionalism has gone out of the yeah, window. I am. That's true. I mean, we're having some cake to celebrate, actually, to celebrate... Um, we celebrating? Our thousandth, <laughs> our thousandth issue, and oh, we had yeah. some great agency that was issue of heat. We all work for Heat, apart from Johnny doesn't. And one of the things we're doing, actually, at the moment, this is a, this is a kind of Bauer podcast. It's put out by our publishers of Bauer, but in, in, in a couple of time, we'll be a completely independent entity. We're going to feel is better. And how about this, listeners? At the end of this podcast, the last ever Unmissable <laughs> podcast, we're going to reveal the new name of oh the podcast. Oh, my God. Boyd's, but I think Boyd thought of it. All I'm saying is, I did think of it. We had loads of suggestions. Which were great. I this <laughs> from one. Kay. We had <laughs> loads of suggestions from Kay. No, you had good suggestions That got well. rejected. Yeah. You sent this whole email, didn't you? No, Kay sent this whole email. You, had sent, some, you sent us some. I had one verbal suggestion. <laughs> And there it couldn't be the dog. you on the WhatsApp. Related. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to reveal at the end of this podcast what the new name is. And then, obviously, if you all then go, oh, it's shit, then we might have to have a rethink. But I, I'm just saying in advance, if don't say it's shit, please yeah. say it's But just like know that if you think it's shit, it was Boyd's idea. Yeah. yeah. yeah and we've it. got like 92 backups. Yeah, so don't we've worry. Got, <laughs> got oh my God, maybe backups. they'll want us to like, te- you know, tweet Do a pog poll. The backup, the ultimate pog pog pog. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not a democratic process. Oh, okay, <laughs> saying, fine. They really all oh. hate it. Here's a, here's a tyrant. He'll be deciding. I am a tyrant. You're not going to be. Where are you going to put those crumbs now? In my mouth. Are you? Yeah. Like a little. Okay, this is fun for the listeners. Live cake eating. Kay's already ta- annoyed by how long. Hold this podcast on, I'm just going to tell you what happened. So Boyd ate his cake using his notes as a bit of a serviette, and now he is one by one. <laughs> so he had loads of crumbs on. He's one by one picking off the little crumbs like a little bird. Riveting. Tell you what, it's more riveting than sharp objects. That's not riveting. Oh, can't let it go. I can't. Can I just say there was a great? I wish I'd make note of it. There was a really good article someone tweeted out. It was like a you know people do these um, tweet lists. What are they called? Threads. Threads. Tweet lists. Tweet lists. I'm going to rename them tweet lists. See if people like it. Catches on. Catches on. That's all Hayes I was looking for. Threads. There was a great thread from yeah. someone like in the know about sharp objects this week okay. on Twitter saying how brilliant it was, why it was so great, how the way they filmed it contributed to being its, its general brilliance. And I thought, oh, yeah, I've got to, I should make note of that show, Steph, and I didn't. Oh, can you? Sh- anyway, please send it to me. I will send it to you. I'll I find it. That. I shall find it. Maybe we'll tweet it out from our um, yeah, Unmissables Twitter account. Which oh, is- yeah, we're staying with the Unmissables as the Twitch account for a while until we've fully yeah two or three weeks we'll still be yeah. living under that title and then we're yeah. going to change to our new name which is soon going to be revealed yes. my great anyway this in this last ever as it is now the Unmissables podcast we've got a right old gaggle of fine shows to review Bodyguard which I mentioned last week mm-hmm. as I went to the screening mm-hmm. of it this is our in-depth meaty review of the new Jed Mercurio 
thriller. I'm calling Jed it a thriller. Mercurio is such a great name, isn't it? Yes. And especially for what he does. Writing. Yeah. 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 Jed Mercurius. It's just it's very good. I like Mercurius, it. Yeah, but that's why I want to stop calling him Jed oh, okay. Mercurius. You'll love that. Mm. <laughs> um, the Great British Bake Off, you may have heard of it, is back. For its second series on Channel 4. It's, it's like, I don't know, because it's in the series altogether. Do you know how many series there have been, Kay? Um, well, expert. it's only two on Channel 4. So it's yeah. second one on Channel 4. Uh, um, that's what I'd go with. Okay, well. Let's just, because that's the one we I know. Let's that, go with that. Yeah, there's been loads. Cool. I mean, there's been I loads. reckon it's like seven. I think it's more than I that. thought it was maybe oh, I think no. it's nine. Okay, yeah. Anyway, we've, we've all watched the first episode of that new series, um, and we're going to review that. And Kay's been like, Kay's written about 50 pages on it. Yeah, mm. I know. In the current There's issue. a special in the, the current issue of Heat, so do check it out. Kay's our Bake Off queen. She is. Mm-hmm. And finally, A League of Their Own, which is the latest in a long line of shows we've reviewed starring Ramesh Ranganathan. <sighs> It's I could just the, rename it. That's the new it. name of the podcast, actually. There could actually. be a new um, slot. But we slot. are getting Ramesh Ranganathan on the podcast oh, as we well, are we? You keep saying we are. When's, K- when's, Kay's in charge of it. Dude, it happening? will happen. <laughs> when's that happening? He's when's a friend of the what? pod now. The next thing is, because there's another new thing he's done, which is his sitcom. Yeah, the landlord. The reluctant landlord. That's it, yeah. Pub landlord is Al Murray. Don't confuse them. Oh, wouldn't want to do that. Oops. And before all of that, in the fine, upstanding tradition that we're going to maintain in the new version of this podcast that's going to be exactly the same, here are the things in minute detail <laughs> that Stephanie Sealand has been watching this week on Netflix. Can I just say before she starts, this is your last opportunity, given the new format that Boys just decided and decreed, <laughs> of getting out all, everything you want to say. So listen, take it away, hun. Well, I've, d- Go I've, for it. I've adhered to the new format that we had Last week, which was I was allowed three and then one, can I just say? Yeah. So I've adhered to that. Yeah, good, good. Okay, but I just want to say that everything apart from my can I just say is on Netflix. I believe that I said only minutes ago, seconds ago, that they would be on Netflix. They're all on Netflix, it's but fine. none of them That's are. That's what crime. we love about you. You and your <laughs> Netflix fetish. I've come right back to Netflix. Okay, and I'm going to start with Marching Orders. Have any of you heard of this? I've no. heard of it, but I have not watched it. Okay. A top-ranking college, okay, a marching band. How does that sound? Glee. For, it sounds like Glee. It sort of does, actually. It's not. So, basically, these marching bands are a big deal in America. I mean, we don't have anything like that here. But in this, in marching bands, they have, like, a, people who wave flags. They have dancers. They have people who oh, play the instruments. Oh, they the batoni things, yeah, don't they? like, they're huge. Like, it's a huge big deal to be in, because you can get scholarships based on if you're in one of these bloody marching bands. No, like, like, it's a real big deal. Anyway, marching orders is, like, I think it's 10 episodes and every episode is 14 minutes long and it's all about um, these teenagers who are like fighting to keep their place in the marching band because every year they have to reapply to be able to go in it. So it's quite dog eat dog. It's very stressful. 14K is the dance, uh, is what the dance team are called and the flag team are called the Sophisticats. There's oh, a great very, name. very stressful episode where... Um, the guy who's in charge of the whole of the marching band has to go and tell seven of the Sophisticats that they don't have costumes big enough for them. So they're not <laughs> going to be able to be in the marching band that year. It's so stressful. Anyway, it sounds like... How many episodes are there? Well, I've watched seven. I think there's ten in total. To be fair, this sounds quite good. It's really... It is, it is It is. very good because... Did you say all episodes are 14 minutes? 14 minutes. Some of them are 12. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So it's like 12, so it's, 14. It's just like a little snapshot. And it just rolls on. It's, it's, it's very addictive. Okay. That's one, okay? Mm-hmm. One. Right. Number one. How do you guys feel about CrossFit? 
Do you know anything about CrossFit? I like watching stuff about it, don't like doing it. Ah, well then you are really going to like this. The Redeemed and the Dominant, one hour mm, sounds saucy. and 54 minutes. One hour and 59 minutes, okay? Let's always be accurate. Right, so this You're is... You're very length-focused this week. <laughs> I am. I am very... I am, yes, I am. I will be telling you the exact so timings I. of everything. About this whole okay. podcast. So, the crazy world of the CrossFit. It's the Reebok CrossFit Games. And this whole thing follows <laughs> these people around. No, but it's a thing, honestly. Is it? It is. And there's like all this stuff about doping in the CrossFit Games. Like, mm, we're talking about God. overall toughness, the endurance. I mean... The, what these people do, it's all about like, can you do like 7,000? 10 burpees. Yeah, it is that. 10 burpees it followed like by that. four press I, I didn't know anything about CrossFit, but it's like a massive deal. The CrossFit Games. Like you have to throw bits of like... Maybe we should hair. do one. Can we should I, do a pod CrossFit I, Games. It's fascinating. I admit something here. This is a major mission. Um, ever since my friend John Ronson, the author, mm. you know, the author of Brilliant, like The Psychopath mm. Test yeah. and other great Bong. books... And documentarian and a podcaster, supreme. Yeah, yeah. I used to do big walks with John Ronson. John oh, Ronson. the moonwalk. The moonwalk. We did, which it. is we... not as hard as a marathon. Anyway, we'll not go into that. One of our very first—I'll never forget one of our very first walking sessions. We used to do, you know, in train sessions. He said, "He said, um, I'm, I'm obsessed with CrossFit. I do CrossFit." And I was like, "Oh, okay, brilliant." And, and I didn't know what it was then, and I still don't know what it is now. <laughs> So it's basically a combination of like loads of different types of of exercise move. Kay can correct me because Kay knows is so it much. Is it like a class? Like you go yeah, and do it's a, a CrossFit it's a, class? It's a, right. I think you can also get CrossFit trainers in the gym at right. certain apparatus. But right. it's like you do all these different types of so that, yeah, it's... It's like HIIT training, I, I think. Kay will correct me. It's like, so well, high attention. You've watched the two-hour documentary. Yeah, yeah but it, this is different because <laughs> this is the CrossFit Games. So oh. within that, they do, so it's different. It's circuits, basically, is what it is. It's like HIIT it's circuits. Exercise. Just, just label it as exercise but in your brain. these people, boy. I've already done that. Their, it's their life. It is their absolute life. That's all they do is build up to this CrossFit Games. It's really. Wow. It's, it seems very confusing. Do you know what? I am a person who doesn't like to do exercise but does like to watch it. And if you are like <laughs> me, then you'll find this fascinating. That's handy, isn't it? Because your husband, Liam B. George, is an exerciser, isn't he? he that's why I was watching it, because yeah. he uh, he's a professional exerciser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, last thing. So that's number two. Yep. Number three. Oh, I'm, I say to watch this, but I say approach with caution. Oh. The Bleeding Edge on oh. Netflix. Sounds okay. painful. One hour, I think this one's one hour 54 minutes. <laughs> What's the matter with you? That's to be this is quite... CrossFit film was one hour 54. No, I corrected it. It was one hour 59. Oh, she, okay. did, she did say Yeah, that. I did do that. Thank you, Boyd. Right, <laughs> The Bleeding Edge. Now, we all think that the big bad walls of medicine are like far in america are like you know like the big pharma people the people who are like drugging everyone up because obviously it's pharmaceutical all... do you mean yeah right the natural yeah, farmers no farmer <laughs> you know the farmer the company farmer oh yeah. roger um did everyone know that do you know farmer? No, you mean pharmaceutical industry that's big big farmers yeah, yeah yeah no it's it not is. any specific company called farmer there is, is there? A, there is, is a there? company called farmer sure? yes yeah but actually, the big bad beast of the whole medical industry is the medical device industry. Okay, oh. so mm. this whole is this Fitbit thing, watches and stuff. It mm. is a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, this CrossFit is, apparatus. <laughs> I just feel like in this last episode, you should take me seriously. I just I feel am. like you're not, I just feel like neither of you take me seriously. I am. We are. And this is really important stuff because if fifty four minutes. If come you on. if you decide one day that you want to be sterilized by an eShore device, you need to have watched this documentary because. 
you're going to have a lifetime of misery. So it's all about all these different devices that are not, um, that go through this ridiculous approval process, which basically a load of people who've got money sit around and go, oh yeah, we can make loads of money out of this, so we'll approve it. Get Pay doctors to use them. And then before you know it, you've got a bit of, wire stuck in your hoo-ha and then you've got a life of misery no one wants wire in the hoo-ha it's honestly it's really really scary is this how you thought we'd end with us talking about wires and hoo-ha it's really scary is that what it's called it's called the bleeding bleeding edge edge. (laughs) you've got to watch it it's very scary okay anyway three was that three yes so this is and can I just say can I just say you've got your own special I've got my own special thing or can I just say so um, everyone can watch this because it's on BBC. Have you watched Judge Rinder's Who Do You Think You Are? Yes. It is the one Who Do You Think I Are that I've cried the most at out of everyone that I've seen. I urge everybody to watch it. Judge Rinder, obviously we all love because he's amazing. His real name was obviously Robert Rinder. Um, and he goes on a journey to find out about his um, grandfather. Um, and it is so Deeply, deeply moving because he finds out his um, all of his family were killed in the Holocaust. And do you know what? Just watch it because it's just so amazing. Have you seen it, Boyd? Yes. It's just I just I couldn't stop crying throughout it. But I just think that Robert. But he Rinder, says he's quite positive at the end. He it's, took the it's positive wonderful. out. It's yeah. absolutely wonderful. That's the thing. It's uplifting, but also very moving. And in and something I think we should all watch. I was very and see there you go. I've been, well, I suppose I've been no, that was that was that was a good that was one of yeah. your best and can I just say it's was it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Hi guys. You can just say whatever, whatever you, you want. want. Okay. But for the last time. And for the last time. Weeks. Well I didn't I haven't actually watched that much because and I don't want to complain oh, well, about this oh, and let the floodgates doing? open, but what I've been doing? I'm a bit jet lagged. Oh. You've been because, out you've been away? Because I went to Guadeloupe. You went to Guadeloupe, hey? <laughs> I went to Guadeloupe, so I haven't actually hey. been watching tons, but I can tell you about my trip if you want. What did you watch on the plane? Um, I watched the new Overboard. Oh, how is that? Anna, Anna Faris. Anna. It is Anna, Boyd. Let's not engage Anna, 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 Anna. I'm really, I could see you gunning for me there. Is that the corner of his eye? I really liked I'm it. I'm gunning for the, you didn't really like it. I liked it. I thought it was enjoyable. Like if you, plane, I'm not, plane if you're on film, an eight and a half flight. Every right? film seems at least 70% better on a plane. That's I think theory. that's true, actually. Yeah. Why? Because it's so true. smaller the screen. Particularly that kind of film, yeah. actually, yeah. like a rom com. That's the I best. I feel that you if might watch a, on TV. Yeah, yeah you're if you've right. You've got a actually. kind of shit rom com. No, watch not it on shit. a plane, and you'll think it's fucking brilliant. I watched that, and I also watched you just remind me. You know, Alison Janney. What was that? Um, what's that mum thing she's in? It's called Mum. Oh yeah, Mum. <laughs> with, with Anna Faris. You watched no, that no. mum thing with called Mum with I Anna Faris. No, it's just Mum, right? You mean the TV show? Yeah, TV with Anna Faris. No, is it with her? Yeah, she's the lead. Yes. Yes. As well as, oh my CJ God, CJ is a real mum. moment yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, oh, I quite like that. It's good. It's yeah. good, yeah. It yeah. wasn't that it was, how many series have there been? Because um, I don't think this was I'm at the beginning of it. I'm going to say like five, maybe so far. It was on ITV2. Um, they f- showed the first two or three seasons on ITV, and then I think they dropped it because no one was watching it. But okay, I well, I can recommend yeah. peeps to get into that if it you haven't good, already yeah. seen it. You had an Anna Faris fest. I did, yeah. and without even knowing even it, to be honest. It. No, yeah. yeah. God, that's how tired I was. <laughs> Can I just say? <laughs> but tell us about <laughs> oh, Guadalupe. Yeah, Guadalupe. So, so you guys. were going to the set of Death in Paradise, Death in which Paradise. some people claimed, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, you yeah, didn't no, know no enough about. Yeah, no one had actually claimed that to me. <laughs> so who is this pog? What is what is their name? Um, no, it was true. I t- before I left, I'd said that, you know, I'd 
seen a couple of episodes. Yeah, but, and I said I got the DVD and I binged on it. You did. As any good journalist would. I sat next to you while you were watching episode after episode of this yeah. show. So Taking I can, notes. I can testify. Preparing my questions. Guys, she went for the beaches. You know she did. Listen. Stop trying to make out. There's she been a went lot of... Work. Now, I listened to last week's pod. Only because some people had tweeted me talking about jolly ups and stuff like that. And I thought, <gasps> Traitors! Yeah. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to give this a go, this beast. And first of all, what I would say is you took great pleasure and relish saying, hey, Kay's not here, Timekeeper Kay. They are, gonna, that is a lie. Yeah. Mm. What I would say is you, you weighed in at one hour and 14. It was an <gasps> epic mm. episode to wade through. John, yeah. I told you to cut and, down to 37 minutes. And you know minutes. what? And <laughs> no one complained. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh. Actually, some people, I've got it in the tweet for the meet. Oh, here we oh. go. Not really. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, anyway, so some people have been calling it a jolly up and all I would say to that is if you think, you know, Landing hanging out in your beef. bikini yeah. and, um, you know, snorkeling with tropical fish and oh. having drinks at a, you know, floating bar is jollying oh, up. Are then you okay? It's hanging out okay? in my bikini is a mild of a jolly up. But I got to interview Ardor O'Hanlon. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, Hannon, thank you very much. And um, he was on good form and it was really good chat. And I also talked to the um, Toby. Do you know him? He plays JP. No. It? Is um, he Cat? Who's Cat? I've well, forgotten. Do you know I what? I, I was a bit names. annoyed because Danny John, John Jules, Jules wasn't oh, yeah. there and yeah. now we know where he was. Yeah. He's left because he's in Strictly. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be he good on that. He doesn't have to leave. For no, good no, no, no. He he I think he left anyway. Yeah, he left anyway yeah. and then yeah. fortuitously. Yeah. Oh, well, he's um, left Jason Paradise for yes, good. Yeah, yes. last series. Oh. Yes, which is another thing that one of my correspondents mentioned. That he's not anymore. That we didn't. Oh, that, I think that was my that was fault. Me, I mentioned him or you mentioned him. No, boy, it was me. Okay. It was me. Okay. It was both of you, it wasn't me. Anyway, so um, it was it was fantastic. It was really good. A and glorious time was had by all. Yeah. And do you know what I have to say? Oh, you know how present? you present? Oh, yeah. It's just, it's, it's in my bag. Is it sea um, turtle? Because you're just going to need some water. Oh, you've been back two it's days in a flask. Now. You've it's been fine. back two days. If that sea turtle dies, I, you're going to be. I don't think animal smuggling is uh, is allowed in this day and age. No, we don't so. condone that. Actually, we don't condone that as a group. No, I didn't just say smuggle say. it. I just said ask if it wants to come. If it says yes, <laughs> put it in your backpack and then. I'll but make it any listen, just a quick one. You know how we always say joke side about the jolly up for the actors. Having watched it, we've watched. We were there for a whole day filming, and I know when you go on set visits, some people think it's really glamorous, but actually, there's a lot of waiting around, mm. um, and. Because it's rainy season as well, a lot of tropical storms and rain. It's so it's so um, arduous the filming process oh, for them. No, for them, not for over. me, not for me. No, it really is, Steph. Honestly, I thought to myself, a load of these people like Chris, uh, Marshall, um, Danny, no, what's it not, Ben Miller, um, they did it for three years. Each of them did three seasons each, and I don't know how they do yeah, it for they that long. Take more than three seasons, I yeah. I, but I don't know how you do like more than one because mm. it is it is really grueling, 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 grueling god, sitting in the sun, the grueling, no, the the grueling Guadalupian. <laughs> yeah, I guess. it is. You guys don't know. Uh, but atmosphere. having been there just for one day, I was like, yep. Yeah. We don't know because we haven't been on a We haven't been to Guadalupe. It wasn't a jolly up. It was hard work. You'll see my feature in the magazine. Thank you very much. Um, but the last thing I did watch, but I don't know if we want to speak about it at the end because it might be a bit of a spoiler. Oh, what is it? The Affair. <gasps> oh, my God. Well, don't spoil it for me because I'm stash. I'm. I'm stashing them did, up on my Sky Planner so I can no, watch other things. No, you know the spoiler. Do you know that? No, the, I don't. Do you know that a terrible website don't, gave away a spoiler? But I know it was it was really bad. But do you know what? They also tweeted it out. So a load of oh, people, are, yeah, there was outrage. So we can't talk about it then, can well, we? Well, why don't we do? You spoiler? can say what you think of it, but okay. Can't I just say saw the last episode that was on TV last week was incredible. It was. It just had everything about it. It was completely unexpected. Um, it was. Heartbreaking, yeah. It was also there's a lot of humour in it. Do you know which, which episode was that? It was it was basically a whole seven. episode about coal. 
That's why she cool, loves it as well. Cool. So you always know her favourite yeah. episode. And Noah, about there was a lot of people in it. And yeah, Anton, who I really enjoy as a character he's because he's character. not stereotypical. No, he's black great. guy getting in trouble. You know, like he, he's yeah. very like um, well-rounded. It's I, if I found that episode incredibly upsetting. It's just stayed with me. It was very upsetting. I'm, I thought oh, we need to talk about it privately. Last season, I was really slagging it. I was saying it's lost its form oh, it and thing. And this season. is such a return to form. Good. And Every episode is better than the last. And this one, the one from last week, was absolutely exceptional. So if you haven't seen it, get on it, Pogs. Do you know what I've just realised? We did say we were going to do a spoiler special um, on the... Um, unforgotten. I was just about to well, call we, it The we Unforgotten. We said we might. Yeah. So we can do we it at the end. We'll do it at the uh, end. Mini. Maybe a mini. A mini. mini oh, the tyrant's spoken. Well, yeah. no, no. I felt for you. I'm, I'm thinking of you. You must already think this. We've gone on like way too long. So. No, I know. John's cutting one. half this out. The turtle oh, chat's right. going. You no, know the turtle Anyway, just to important. say, um, that was episode eight that you're talking about of the current se- fourth season of The Affair. And then um, Sky Atlantic are showing. This is, how about this for a treat for you? On Tuesday, they're showing the final two episodes as an epic double bill. So oh. when this so podcast comes out, there's two episodes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How about that? And in fact, they're both also like 70 minutes. So you've got about like, you do the math, I mean, <laughs> two and a half hours. Of mm. the you know what? It's like their gift for knowing that people are going to be sad about the last ever Unmissables and this is the treat. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Exactly. Boyd, what have you been watching? Oh, yeah. well, have you, have you, you been to Guadeloupe? I have not pay. been to Guadeloupe, Guadeloupe pay. Pay. no. Um, okay, just to let you know, we are calling it Guadeloupe, Guadeloupe pay now. Pay, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, In a deliberate I, act. I can't yeah. do that. I'm one of the locals. Two people stopped me and asked if I was Guadeloupian, and I was like, I'm not, but I respect your country. So you I'm calling be, Guadeloupe. No, it's Guadeloupe. We're, one day we'll, um, we'll publish a little dictionary of all the words that we've invented. Our lexicon. Yeah, Guadeloupe, Apologia... Um, and the end. The end. Like, I mean, that's it. I mean, that pogs. was it. It's just a leaf. Oh, pogs. pogs. Yeah, pogs. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I went to see the premiere of the festival. Fancy. The film which is out now, um, starring Joe Thomas of The Inbetweeners fame. It's also directed by Have Ian Morris. Talk, did you talk about this already? Last no, week? No, I talked about um, The Meg last week. I didn't talk about this. I don't think. I haven't seen it yet. So, oh, you said you yeah. were going. I said I was going. Yeah, okay, it. fine. Yeah, I, I mentioned briefly. So was it good? Um, it was really good. I was surprised. Well, I wasn't surprised, but a lot of people, I said to a lot of people, I'm going to see the festival. And um, there weren't any, we, yeah, we mentioned how Kay was suspicious because there weren't any previous screenings. Yeah, and I was too suspicious because as I said, you told me yes. that if that doesn't, yes. if that happens, it's usually because they're rubbish. But and what I, I had to look at is 90% of the time when a film release doesn't, is not shown to critics in advance of its release, that is suspicious. It doesn't mean generally the film is a bit shit. But in this case, as the same with both in between these films before it, which it kind of had a similar release date, late summer release date, they're genuinely it was because they were being edited right up to the last minute and getting them ready to be unveiled to the public. And also, I think they are aware these films are their critic proof. You know, people don't go, oh, I'm going to go and see. if you, you love the in between, you go and see the in between. So right. this is definitely from the people who bought you the in between us, yeah. produced and directed by, starring Joe Thomas mm-hmm. of that of, of that show's fame. Um, and it was really good, and I think it it was solidly funny all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but Joe, no, I have no but. I'm just explaining. I really liked mm. it. There's no but. It did Joe sound Thomas, okay in your no, defence. It really mm. did sound no like but. there's no but. No, 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 no but at all. Joe Thomas, I, I thought uh, people, uh, people were saying that the tra- the advert, the trailer looked bad. It does. That's well, the problem. I thought some of the things you see the trailer emphasises. The um, the kind of nudity aspect mm. of it, the kind of outrageousness of it, right? Yeah. Which is fair enough because there are some big laughs. So he he has to endure. Joe Thomas has to endure a lot of focus on his naked male form, but is for it comedic purposes? Is there more to it than that? There's a lot more to oh, it. Than okay. that. Absolutely, that's this is my point. So 
they emphasize those bits the the you know the the fairly the, the gross out kind of bodily fluid type laughs and his naked body which i have to he is heroic he i mean he did look quite a lot in the in between us if you remember there were quite a lot of scenes mm. where he had to be like yeah. doing various things oh do you remember the episode where his little yeah. willy is out the side little of the, out the, exactly the he's bought with balls yeah, right outside it, it his balls testicles um <laughs> in this i mean there's all kinds of things he has to endure and he is so game for a laugh and they must mm. think oh well he will do it you know he'll do yeah. it and even more they put him through the ringer in this oh my god extraordinary stuff he has to do but more interesting than that his character's interesting because his character is kind of like this guy who can't have fun at things mm. so you know he's going to a festival he's being dragged to a festival by his best mate played by this fairly newcomer called Hamed Animashon who is brilliant great name great name incredibly likeable performer mm. who's brilliant and this woman played by Claudio Doherty who's like this dweeby nerdy vegan woman oh is she vegan or she, maybe she pretends to be vegan but she's not actually vegan oh like you pretend and, to be vegetarian yeah exactly and who um, eats chicken great and they both want to just go out and have fun at this festival and Joe Thomas's character is like miserable he's mm. with his girlfriend but he's just generally can't have fun anyway and it's quite a different kind of a slightly a subtly different role for him from mm. the in-betweeners and what we know him for and he does it really well and it's kind of interesting the the um, relationships between those people it's his girlfriend Hannah Toynton isn't it she or, yeah, Hannah Twins in a smaller role in it. Oh, yeah, she's right. in it as well. She pops up. Yeah, but the main female role is Claudia Doherty, who is great, really, really brilliant as well. She's also incredibly likable, mm. playing this nerdy girl who won't shut up. Like she goes on, drones on and on and on, and doesn't stop talking. I'm looking at you. I so know you're looking, looking at me, Boyd. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> Some similarities. But she's incredibly likable. That's what you're saying. Incredibly likable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And part of the thing is, you know, like you looked at me. You've at never looked that intently at know, me in your life. Realized. Yeah. But it's quite funny because at the beginning you think, oh, she's supposed to be a loser, and then. Of course, he learns that she's actually incredibly cool and brilliant. Which is what you learned about me. You thought I was I learned, a loser. I knew that about you from yeah. day one. So the first I recommend it. I How many great. stars? I'm going to give it four, a solid mm. four stars. Mm. Then um, I went to see a screening of a new, in complete contrast, a very serious mm. BBC One film called Mother's Day, which does Vicky McClure oh. yeah, and Anna Maxwell Martin. Yes, yes. Motherland. Ooh. Motherland. And this is a, based on the incredible true story of the Warrington bomb, which happened in like, the mid-90s. I think most people of our age, your age, you're younger than me, sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, thanks for I remember that, it. I remember it a bit, but a lot of people, they were talking at the screening all. about how a lot of people don't remember it. No. It was a bomb, in, in an IRA bomb in Warrington, mm. in the north of England, and it killed um, you know, people. And, and among the victims was a baby oh. and a young kind of 12-year-old boy. Oh, and the 12-year-old boy's mother, um, who's called Wendy Parry, mm. um, is, the, is, the, is the role played by Anna Maxwell Martin. Vicky McClure plays this woman called Susan McHugh, who decided, just literally just watched the news reports of this, mm. these poor young people being killed by the IRA and decided to create her own peace movement. She phoned in to an Irish radio station totally just you know randomly mm. uh, and every thousand people were listening to her and she said let's we just have a meeting about this think of what we can do and it turned into a massive peace movement wow some people kind of credit with starting off the actual you know the kind of the peace really? deal that was established yeah that's amazing um, yeah it's pretty incredible stuff so um it's unbelievably moving because it's all about Dealing with loss and you know yeah. and mourning. And Is it just a one-off? Did you it's say it's a one-off ninety-minute film? But it was so brilliant, and of course those two, Vicky McClure mm. and Adam Axel Martin, were there, and they're incredible. So that's going to be a big deal when it arrives when in, the it, autumn, soon, in the autumn. Soon. Okay, fine. Um, and finally, I was going to mention a podcast. Oh, um, so you think you'll find that's John's territory? I know it's John's territory. Back I'm off, trampling, boy. I'm yeah. trampling all over John, as is my wont. John Dunn. Um And it's, this is called Slow Burn. Ooh. 
It's from the people who brought you Slate. You know the online magazine Slate, which oh, is a yes. big kind of cultural political thing. This is the second season. The first season was all about Watergate. Ooh. And the second season is all about the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Oh, yes. Another thing that happened in the mm. mid-90s that people We all remember forget. that. Yeah. Well, well, I do think... Do you I remember th- the detail I agree. Of it, people do forget. Are you aware, for example, Ooh. that Monica Lewinsky, and this is dealt with in the yeah. very first episode, was try- there was an 11-hour period where the American authorities were trying to, like the FBI, was trying to convince Monica Lewinsky to flip, as they say, which is went to, yeah. to turn evidence against Bill Clinton to say that she'd lied on a previous affidavit in which she said she didn't have sex with him. To admit she did, and that would have immediately ruined his presidency and the impeachment would have started immediately. And she, do you know that's that bit, this bit of the story? This mm-hmm. is an 11-hour period where they got her in a hotel room and literally these agents tried to persuade her to flip and she stood firm and she didn't. Mm. And and in, and to explain this episode, good for her. Yeah, as explaining this episode is kind of an incredible moment. She had have done. I mean, in the end, everyone knew in the end yeah. that it did happen. They did have sex with that woman. That's yeah. the famous phrase. But because she didn't, she didn't immediately betray him. There was a huge thing, and he ended up carrying out his presidency to to, to the end. I did not have sexual relations yeah. with that woman. But what's so interesting about it is, I mean, the story itself is incredible, and I've interviewed a lot of the people involved. And kind of, they play, Monica Winsky has hardly ever spoken about it. Mm, and she no. doesn't on this either, but they have recordings of her speaking about it, which are fascinating. Mm. But what's incredible is the, the parallels with today. So he was impeached for this sexual indiscretion, which was terrible. I mean, you know, mm. he, had, he had an affair with his own intern. It was awful. But think what's happening now, I mean, with, I with Trump. And he, that is the thing you keep thinking. Mm. It's the same with the Watergate series, the first series. Mm. All the way through, you're thinking... This stuff is nothing. Nothing compared nothing. to it, yeah. And he's getting How away with it. How far we've come. It's he, crazy, isn't it? It's incredible. It's called Slow Burn. Slow Burn. Slow Burn. How many episodes? There's only two, two so far. Okay. So it's just started. Um, Ooh, it's already fascinating. It. Yeah, and it'll be week by week. Mm. Um, and it's brilliant. Yeah, and the, what I like about it is the host, as all of these things, you know, they have the host as mm. in, in classic American podcast style. He hasn't got that voice, that vocal fry he hasn't thing. Got it. Okay. He's got a normal voice. It's great. Great voice. Wow, that is that concludes oh, the uh, what we've been listening to for watching last for the last yeah, time. For the last Never time. for the unmissables. Yeah, yeah. Oh. no more. Can I just say there will be. There will. We're <laughs> going to carry on. Oh. We're going to carry on doing exactly we, the same okay, thing. Okay, good, fine. Before we go on to the meet, though, what is time? Is it? It's time for. <laughs> Oh my I'm God! Really, can I just say, I'm so glad at the end of our run, you finally managed to nail it. Do you know what, Kate? Did you listen to me having to do the jingles on my own? Yeah, last week? and I also heard you saying that you didn't need me, so that was great. Oh. Okay, <laughs> so it's time for the, the tweet, tweet before, before the, the meet. meet. Okay, cool. Let's start all off with God, Phil Henwood. She could hear. Mm. She, had, she had the power of listening. I know. Yeah. She's got the ears. Phil Henwood said. I love your law-breaking recommendations. Oh, is this is this a New Zealand person? You'll find out. Can I also recommend a podcast called Black Hands about infamous family mass murder in New Zealand? A bit parochial, but really good, he says. Yes. You replied to him. I did. Yeah, and he said that um, you've already listened to it and it's absolutely brilliant. Um, and then he went on to say, in the future pod... Will we have a section where possibly Pogs can suggest stuff? Of course. Because oh, he'd like yes. the Black Hands pod and we can come up with a hilarious name. I mean, I'm not sure if we can come up with a hilarious name, but we could have no, that section. We can try. Can, can I just very quickly say, though, if you haven't listened to Black Hands, it is an absolutely fascinating podcast about um, a whole a murder of a whole family. And the reason it's called Black Hands is because one of the surviving people says, 
It's black hands, black hands. It all, all makes sense if you listen to it. It's very interesting. <laughs> Can I just say? Yeah. <laughs> Did you like that? Did you like that? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm making fun of the, of the subject matter. But as you were doing that weird voice, <laughs> yeah. Kay's face was like, what are you talking about? It all makes sense. Basically, it he was, says that something it's about... It's times like this. We regret that we're not filming this thing because that was brilliant. But remember, we are filming the crime podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that's something to, to look to forward to. That's a podcast. Yeah, a podcast. Mm. Anyway, Sean Geraghty says, um, it's taken up until episode 71, but finally Steph Zeland gets to correct Boyd Hilton over something trivial, hashtag karma. What was that? Who was it? Do you know what? I read this tweet and what I think it is, is when you said that um, Thingy's show was called The Meaning of Life and I said, do you mean the moaning of oh, life? Oh, yeah. yeah. Good one, Steph. I, I think it Good. was that. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. I think there's always facts that you correct me on. Oh, I know, I do. But yeah. what usually happens is sure I about, correct I correct yeah. you with what I think right. that I'm probably wrong as well. Yeah, like farmer. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, Mike says, um, Doggy Snuff Movie is a scary movie reboot that definitely needs making. Because last week you suggested oh, that. Yeah. I think, Boyd, you suggested it. And then, Steph, you're no, upset. I, oh, because the dog, well, the dog isn't, spoiler alert, the dog survives in the, in, in the Meg, the giant shark movie. Believe it or not, this fluffy little dog you see in the, the second act is not killed. In and the third I was act, very happy ridiculous. about that because I said mm. we didn't want a doggy snuff movie. Yeah. And Boyd's, because he doesn't like dogs or whatever, he wants. He hates animals. So it's going to be a Meg 2. All I'm saying is kill the bloody dog. No, Boyd! Oh, my it's lord. Not real life. It's not a documentary. There isn't okay, really a giant megalodon shark. I have to move on because you clearly lost it. The that is unexplored. (laughs) Laura Jenkins says um, she's really excited about the crime special. Oh, she's obsessed. She should be excited. And she says, I was a police intel analyst for 10 years. What? This is our pogs. She was a police intel analyst. Look at our pogs. They're brilliant. Get her on. And um, so there's a lot of talks at the moment about um, conversations with serial killers. And you must review In the Dark season two. She's having lots of conversations with serial killers. No. Lots of... Oh, yeah. More about conversations. Okay. She's um, having conversations about conversations with Sarah. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, Jess Garrett. Right. Now, I wanna, I've got a bone to pick with this one. Oh. oh. Not with the person, the pog, because obviously I love the pog. It's you two. He says, re K in a chamber, <laughs> brackets, new feature for the upgraded pod. Will the jingle be to the tune of Away in a Manger? A K in a chamber. Oh my brilliant. God, that is absolutely The only problem now is that's such a good brilliant. idea. That we really, act- really actually have to is. do this feature now. Oh but God, I was thinking about it. And what kind, can I have like a bit of a, a sumptuous chamber? Yeah, Does it have to be... Because yeah. you said, described it as a glass box, which I was perturbed by. No, yeah, I think I it did, needs to yeah. be a complete glass I was thinking, isolation you, like, I was thinking science of the... <laughs> <laughs> or have you seen that James Bond film where he's in a glass? Oh yeah, where Javier yeah. Bardem's in that, and yeah. then he takes his jaw right. out. Yeah. Oh, I like that oh, one. That's, oh, that's so why good. I had in mind. But if you want to have a, if I can have a bonquet in mm. there you and some snacks, definitely then have I'll a bonquet do it. and some okay. salty snacks. And I'll um, I'll give you feedback through the a chamber walls. A, oh, I love a K in the chamber. Anyway, that was quite a good one. Well done, Jez. Um, and then what else do I have to tell you? Oh no, just that. Um, then he took the piss out of me being on a jolly up, which we've we've addressed. Okay. It wasn't a jolly up. It Fair was enough. hard work and a travel piece. Mm. Right. No secrets. Giddy up in Guadalupe. <laughs> that's, that's what we call it. Yeah. Finally, and for the final time in this version of the podcast with this name, <laughs> <laughs> it's The Meat. Aww. And we're starting with a big, they're all big shows this week, huge shows. It's we're the start. going out with a bang. You know what we? it is? It's the start of the autumn TV season. Mm. I know it still feels like summer because it's August. Well, it doesn't because it's raining. <laughs> it's raining right now as we speak. Um, and in Guadalupe. But in TV is terms. It? Oh. <laughs> TV terms. We do international weather as well. <laughs> 
from last week. Yes. This is great. In TV terms, this is very much the start of the autumn season. So the bank holiday weekend particularly um, will kick off the show Bodyguard, the new drama from Jeb Mercurio uh, of Line of Duty fame. And I'm going to suggest... Oh, that I explain what it is, Kate. I'm going to go, Kate's like pointing at me. Well, you, you, went, to the, you went to the screening. I did and go you, to the screening. You, you know why I can't do it? Because why can't I, you do it? I was looking down and there was a thing that said, spoiler alert, please do not yes. reveal ahead of, yes. of TX. And then I thought, oh, I'm No, you can't be trusted. Yeah, you can't be trusted. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. Take it away. Yeah, what happens is the BBC, the BBC lets us preview these shows. And they, the BBC sent us a list of specific points that happen in each episode that we cannot reveal which is very handy in terms of uh, oh god that is handy but then you can't read what you're not allowed to reveal no I'm not going to reveal what I'm saying is I was going to do that I was going to say what we can't say I think she's jumped the shark she's finally like flipped (laughs) no that's why that's why I was like oh I hope he doesn't tell me because I'm going to go the things we can't say are who blah 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 (laughs) but luckily that's not happened anyway (laughs) it stars Richard Madden who is a heroic but kind of deeply troubled veteran of the Afghanistan war and maybe other wars. He's now working as a specialist protection officer for the Royalty and Specialist Protection Branch of London's Metropolitan Police Service, Kay. Mm-hmm. Known as RASP. Do you know that? It's catchy. Yeah. He's basically a bodyguard. Yeah. That's what he does. He is security to important people. And the whole thing kicks off with this incredible set piece in which he's on a train with his two little kids Coming back from, is it Scotland, I think? They're coming back. He's visiting their grandma. Visiting their grandma. And he's got, he's got his, his split up. He's estranged from his wife. And he's coming back. And there's a huge incident on the train, which may or may not be, I'm trying not to spoil it, a oh, terrorist incident. But it beep, may be. Beep. I'm going to st- beep if I think you're getting near to the no, spoiler. No, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Um, that's a huge set piece that introduces him. And then, after this incident, he is assigned a new job to protect the ambitious and powerful Home Secretary, Julia Montague, played by Keely Hawes, the legendary mm. Keely Hawes. Yeah, she's great. She's a kind of... It's established quite early on that she's quite a spiky... Supercilious. Slightly difficult supercilious. Cold. Yeah. Maybe a little bit cold, she's yeah. She's definitely cold. Oh, okay. You're fully in there with cold. Yeah. I think um, her hair oh. is going to become a new thing. Like, she's got a very, really? very... Yeah, yeah it's a new strong thing. bob. It's a strong belt it? bob with a curly bit on the end. You think yeah. her bob's going to have like Jennifer Aniston style I do. Impact. I really, really do. A strob. Yeah. Um, and so he's partnered with her. And it's and, and, and I think from the start, they, they kind of show without spoiling. I think you can see from the trailer, actually, there's definitely like um, tension there mm. in terms of he's an ex-soldier. She, you know, is kind of part of a, you know, of, of, she's a politician, mm. if you like, um, who's, you know, who's been involved in the decision making, possibly for the wars that he's been involved in. Anyway, that's all I'm saying about the premise. Stephanie C. Lamb, what did you think? Well, yesterday I wasn't at work and I watched this at home and I let my mum watch it with me. And I'm just going to tell you that she spent the whole time guessing everything. It was so <laughs> irritating. And now I realise how annoying I am because that's obviously where <laughs> I get it from. I was like, stop it. She, she was like, I told you that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. It was very irritating. She needs to go in that chamber. Oh, she does. Anyway, I really liked it. I... I'm a big fan of Richard Madden from Game of Thrones. Obviously, this character is nothing like his character in Game of Thrones. But I think he plays the um, brooding, troubled um, bodyguard very, very character very well because he's just he doesn't he doesn't say a lot, but he's got the good he's got the good eye movements and the good body. Do you know what I mean? Though he yeah. doesn't. It's, it's very subtle. Got PTSD, his isn't it? It's clear from like his yeah. his behaviour that he's very troubled from mm. what's happened. Yeah, and he's got this constant internal battle, which they show. Very importantly, interestingly, 
without flashbacks. You notice that? Yeah, that's so very yeah, I like clever. that. Yeah, very I think clever. that's a skill, right? Yes. That's yeah. well, more skillful than doing flashbacks. Absolutely. So Mercurio, or someone mentioned in the Q&A that I went to, that they def- completely wanted to not show flashbacks because that's the easy thing to do. Mm. They want, And it's all in his face. And so there are a lot of, quite yeah. a few long, silent scenes where it's just him brooding in his yeah. flat. And sitting there. But he also drinking. physically, he starts yeah. like shaking. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like he's having you an episode. You feel it, yeah. can't you? Really can yeah. feel it. Like so it is great screen. how they show his PTSD yeah. without actually showing those flashbacks. And so. Keely Hawes, I mean, I will watch anything with Keely Hawes in. She just commands, completely commands the screen. And this is perfect role for her because, she, like, I mean, obviously she was amazing in Line of Duty. And I feel like this... She, her as She's home secretary in this. Yeah. And I, I think she plays it to perfection because she's... Even in the bits where she wants to be slightly kinder, slightly like she she let her let it slip for a little bit, her hard exterior, mm. and then she's straight back into it. Yeah. I really enjoyed there's a storyline with um someone who works for her, which we won't give away. Um and I really a young girl that works for her and I really enjoyed that little sub story. Yeah, sub- like her assistant. Yeah, her assistant was yeah. good. Okay. So yeah, I agree with everything. I'm not going to repeat what you've just said, but no, I want you to repeat on. word for word <laughs> what I said. So start at the beginning. No, we need to keep this under two hours. Right. So what I wanted to flag up is that I just thought the first 30 minutes were just brilliant because it's so tense. It is tense. Jed's very good at making you feel the viewer feel like they're actually there within the situation. So you feel like you're in this carriage with all these things that are going on that we won't spoil. It just feels like my heart was actually racing. Yeah. Like you feel, I wanted to be sick because I was, felt so stressed. Oh God, by the I'm glad you no. weren't sick because you were sitting next to me watching it. Yeah, I could have vomited on your lap Christ. at any moment. Mm. Um, the other thing I wanted to flag up is I think the casting is really great. Keely and um, Madden mm. obviously are good. But Pippa Hayward's in it. And if anyone remembers, she used to be Mrs. Britus. Remember from the British <laughs> oh, Empire? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what my mum was saying. And she's um, Madden's, um, his boss. Yeah. Um, who gives him the new job as the protection officer. But also Paul Reedy's in it, as Boyd pointed out to me, who is Kevin from Motherland, who plays mm. an M- yes, MP. Who yeah. I couldn't place. And I was going, Boyd, where's he from? Yeah. And she's like, Motherland, Kevin from Motherland. Plus, Andrew Marr gets a cameo. How fantastic is that? And I love Andrew Marsh. And he's really good because that scene is brilliant, right? So there's a scene where she goes on, where um, uh, Keely Hawes is Home Secretary, goes on the Andrew Marsh show, as she would, as Home Secretary, Mm. and he interviews her. And I find those scenes often are terrible. Cringy, yeah. Because getting people like him to play themselves is really hard because people find it really presentable. Not a pro like Mm, Marr. Not a pro like you. What have you been in? No, no, Ma, Andrew oh, like Ma. Like Ma. Oh, I think like Ma. Because this guy is prone to respect herself as Ma. Well, oh, yeah, that's, really sorry. That's, that's, the, that's the explanation. I oh, mean, like she does. Ma. Ma. Yeah, oh, okay, I was like, I get it now. Step like, in like, paradise. Yeah. No. I thought you thought she was calling no. herself Ma, as no. in Ma. Ma. I was like, I don't like Ma. <laughs> Very confusing. It's not Ma. Okay, you should anyway. have said Andrew. Not like Andrew. Like Ma. Yeah, Andy. Anyway, that scene where she goes on the Andrew Ma show is brilliant. Because she also, if you notice, <laughs> changes her the way she speaks subtly. Oh, I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So her accent and the way she speaks suddenly she's slightly posher and more kind of aggressive. And she speaks like a classic politician does speak. You know, ah. you have this way of speaking where she's oh, kind of not subtlety? really listening uh, to him. Yeah. yeah. I urge you to go watch Yeah, it. and she doesn't and answer the questions question. he's exactly. asking her, which is all politicians. She basically lectures him, as yeah. they all do. And it's so brilliant. And then as soon as she's off screen, she's like being behaving more normally. And it's yeah. such a brilliantly observed thing. She did say, again, at the screening, I'm going to bang on about it. She watched a lot of politicians mm. and how they behave. So there's no specific one she was basing it on. But she, that's what she did. She kind of looked at what they do. And, and it's so true. They just kind of 
Yeah. Click. Well, they change. They mm. change the way they speak. On the same note, I thought it was interesting. Before she made the appearance on the show, um, some aide was talking to her and saying, oh, you nearly got bumped, basically, because Downing yes. Street wanted this slot. Yes. I was like, God, this is what the power play that goes Absolutely. behind these slots yeah. on the Ma show. Yeah. So a lot of it is <laughs> and about... And that's Ma, not Moi. <laughs> the Moi show. The, a lot of it is about... The um, so on one level, it's as it, as he calls it a precinct show about the world of protection officers, you know, mm. professionals doing their job. Mm. But it's also quite political. There's a kind of political thing going. It's not making any political statement. He was very clear about that. He's like, this is not about me making, it. but it is about that world of power plays and politics. I think it's fascinating to see him addressing that world in the same way he addressed the kind of behind the scenes politics of the police in mm. line of duty. It's incredibly riveting. Yeah, it is. I'm riveting. using the word riveting again. But this is in the right like way. So yeah, objects. this is in the right context. It really, really like is. Like sharp objects. Very it's not like sharp objects. Uh, it's, better. it's incredible the amount of incident that he goes to. That's that's his genius. I think every single scene is just so advances the story and the characters. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, five stars from me. It's a five from me. It's a four and a half from me. This is like that moment what? last year where you were furious with John for giving. What was it? He gave something four and a half stars. And you were furious with him for what that. What was it he gave? It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. Oh, I know. It was um, the rites of passage. Yeah, Grayson Perry. I'm yeah. still annoyed with you about that. I'm just going to move my chair away from you because I'm so cross still. Um, yeah, but four you've and given half. this brilliant drama four and a half, so. Yes, I yeah. did. And now I don't know whether it was because I had Sally whispering in my ear. I did find some of it a little bit. You can't punish Jed for Sally's uh, Listen, annoying I love TV Jed, habits. I love mm. Jed Mercurius, as you know. But um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very good, but it, four and a half. Okay. okay. Um, the show starts on Sunday, um, next Sunday, and it's also on Monday, so it's showing consecutive nights at nine o'clock, and then from then on, it'll be on every Monday, I think, or every Sunday, one of the two. <laughs> it'll okay, be on weekly. Well, figure, figure it out, guys. Yeah, but it's definitely <laughs> on next Sunday and Monday in a tasty treat of a double bill. Okay, someone's demob happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. I can't it's like predict, we're going on school holidays. <laughs> can't believe the schedule yeah. for the rest of time. Forever. What I do know for sure is that next Tuesday is the start of the Great British Bake Off, the second time it will have been shown on the Channel 4. Remember, it started on BBC Two, then it went to BBC One, became mm -hmm. the most popular programme on TV. Now and it's then, just the most popular show on Channel 4. They thought it was going to be a flop after it moved to Channel 4 well, and it was some of them. Who's this day? The critics. You. Well, I don't know. No, I'm joking. No. no, some naysayers who didn't like change. <laughs> the naysayers. The critics were, you know, a bit angry slash the concerned doubters, the fact that there's going to be a new lineup, the and haters. a new channel, yep, and all the other synonyms you can think of. Anyway, Kay Ribeiro, you are the mm, queen of is. the Bake Off. Tell us what happens. And you went to Bake Off. And you went I did. There, I went to the you tent. You watched them. Yes, I you did. You wrote about them. You yes, interviewed them. I had to be them. very careful because the thing with Bake Off um, mm -hmm. is they are obviously very protective of it, and they don't want any spoilers, understandably, because you don't want to ruin it for people. But it means that you. Trying to navigate what you can and can't say is very tricky. Which episode did you I can't go tell to? you. Oh. See? See? It's like that. Yeah. For when real. When did you She'd go? Have to kill I you. went in June. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like you've said too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to okay. get taken out by a sniper. Okay. Shooting out like sponge balls and but stuff. But what happens in How this? How many people were left? I can't tell you that. Okay, fine. No, I literally oh, can't right, tell you any of that okay. stuff. Okay. But to start off in the competition, 12 bakers um, go into the tent, um, amateur bakers, and the idea is that by the end of the series, they'll be crowned the winner. Now, in a change to the usual tradition of starting off with cake week, get ready, guys. It's going to kick off with biscuit week. It's madness. Mm-hmm. 
It's just I know. I mean, the way this has been trailed. Yeah. Uh, is, I mean, to be fair to I mean, Kay, this... it's also mentioned on the show m- many times before Hollywood. It's like it's like the second coming of Jesus. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, you know, they're doing biscuits in week one. But no, yeah. it's no, for di- Listen, for Die Hard, oh. hard fans, that is oh, a. Yeah. That is I a don't. I shock. think it should start with a cake. I, I'm sorry, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really do. go and tell Hollywood. I will. I will. As if you'll be brave enough. I wouldn't um, do it. Okay, so for the first challenge, they have to make a signature um, bake, which is a biscuit that says something about them about themselves personally, and also about a different part of the British Isles. And then the second one in the technical, which we can't give away what it actually is. Oh, we can't. But it's Bloody hell. it's kind of recreating one of Paul's um, favourite childhood biscuits. Can we not say what it is? Nope. And. Um, yeah. Yep, it's an iconic, it's an iconic biscuit. And for the... Your face. I know. This is why you can't be trusted to do this part. We're veterans, we are veterans of the writing about a bake-off situation. Every year since time immemorial, you get these descriptions from from the publicists in which they work around the exact thing that they're baking. But they give you a little clue. So my clue to you is an iconic biscuit that's sure to send the bakers round in circles. Dot, dot, dot. Um, and and I can't believe I was trying to work that out when I actually know what biscuit is. I know. Is. <laughs> um, and then the final one um, for the showstopper, and it is spectacular. They have to make a 3D selfie, like a biscuit portrait of themselves. And the results are incredible. And that's it. So what are we allowed to say about this? Don't thing? say anything more than what I've said, but you can say your thoughts on it. Yeah, have a think about the way we've okay, I'll start worked off. around it. Okay, you yeah. start off. I'm going to start on. off just by saying that any concerns that anyone had about the move and the different lineup, for me, they've been completely assuaged because I think it's really good. I think Sandy and Noel together, their chemistry and the jokes, it's really, really funny. I think um, Prue's a great addition. And the lineup of the Bakers this year, I mean, it all depends on who you get, I know, but like, they are really good. They're very variety of characters. My two favourites, I've already said, I'm already calling them, is Rahul, who's an Indian chap, who oh, um, yes. is a chatterbox. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure why I like him. Are we allowed to say Being what he does? Being an Indian chatterbox mm. myself. Hmm? Mm. Are we allowed to say what he does? Yeah, no. he's an, I think he's a scientist. Yeah, he's he is a, a scientist. research scientist. And the other guy I really like is Terry, or Tell as I like to call him, who's got a fantastic um, yeah, moustache. Yeah. He's, he's a keen Yeah, and he's a keen mm. artist and he's really fun too. Mm. Um, and the only other thing to mention is that they start, and I'm not going to say what it is, but they in the opening sequence, oh, they, they, they thing, pay. Yeah, yeah they oh, kind I was of about to give that away. Oh, no, oh, don't. Like, they, reference, really they reference they um, reference Prue's mistake from last year, which is that she tweeted during the final because she was in a different country. She mm. accidentally tweeted the winner. She in Guadeloupe. No, she wasn't. Okay. But she accidentally um, obviously mm. told and yes. sport the winner. And they do reference that in a really, really funny way. Cheeky little can skit I, at the beginning. Can yeah. I say who my favourites are then? Because yeah. I'm scared I'm going to give too yeah, much away. Okay, favorite. just did. So, mm. I mean. Yeah, so that's Always take my, my right, yeah, take guidance. Guidance. From me. I love Ruby. She's very attractive. And you, I, thought she, I thought from the look at her she was going to be a certain way. And actually she's quite mouthy and I really liked that. She's very feisty. Yeah. And then there's... a. Uh, French girl on there called Manon. 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 She, I'm calling it now, I think she's going to win. She is so brilliant. Am I allowed to say she's a brilliant baker? Yeah, you are. She is an amazing. Well, they're all brilliant bakers, aren't they? No, they're not actually, Boyd. <laughs> no, and actually, one of the things are that you I saying found... that you're better than one of the bakers? Yeah, one of the things that I found quite shocking is how terrible a couple of them are. Really, <laughs> really? Yeah, in the technical, I was like, what? How can you? How, what? How can you not it's know how to do that? It's hard technical, though, isn't it? It's quite a hard technical. Yeah, I but know. there's certain bits of it that aren't. Yeah, hard but you've got to remember that with the technical, they don't. Um, the technical was the the 
the special biscuit. It was a special biscuit. They Paul's favourite. Yeah, they don't get to practice that at home. Yeah, I yeah, don't. Yeah. Right. Well, this list. <laughs> look, I don't. I think if you're a brilliant baker, you should just know how to do stuff. So you shouldn't. If that's not an excuse. So you're saying that they haven't come out the womb baking, basically. Yeah, and if you haven't, then you shouldn't be on Bake Off. I think you should. Everyone should be good at the technical. Everyone and some of them aren't. Boyd, what do you but think? I think it was absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's not. We are living in the fascist regime where you have to be good at the technical arts. Yeah, it's you a bit do. Much. <laughs> well, you're not just not be terrible. Proof, just bake the bloody stuff. Often, hap- oh my god. Well, as some of it's not baked. Oh, as often happens in Bake Off, you know, if you've been watching every season series from the start, yeah, yeah. as you'll know, in the technical. It's the hardest. It's bit. a time thing it's as well. Right? The time thing. It's the timing they get they wrong. They had four hours. Oh yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's 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 a thing. This thing that this complicated thing. The proof's quite shocked. These saying that Tasha. Yeah. And they always are all down through to through through years and years. They're always shocked at the yeah. ones who choose them too because they're so hard. And he always says, "Yeah, but it's Bake Off. They're supposed to be." And See, he's I'm like, with Paul. You. I'm like with you. Paul. It yes. is Bake Off. Yeah. They're supposed to be the twelve best mm. amateur bakers Think in the whole country. You're like you're with you're like Paul. Oh yeah. God, I don't know if I want to be like Paul. Anyway, the question is, isn't it, about this type of show? is however many series in after years and years and years of it being on obviously only, this is only the second series on Channel 4 is it still fresh and entertaining or does it feel in any way tired and you know in need of, you know, in need of a shake up maybe because no. essentially the format is still very much the same as it has been for kind of you know 13 years who doesn't love watching the format is king. cakes I mean and do you know what I have to say I really really love I love all the explanations bef- when they tell you what they're going to make mm. like when they do their portrait thing and all the little drawings and stuff I love it all I think the thing is it's so good it's just become vintage television like brilliant television mm. I, can't, I, I don't think it's tired at all no, good I'm, just I'm tired but that's because I've got jet lag because you've been in Guadalupe and we've been recording for too long probably <laughs> 90 years um, yeah no it was just a question I'm just asking it's the, it's the question I was about this type I of mean, show isn't it I do I loved Mel- I loved Mel and Sue I'm not going to say I didn't yeah, same. but I do think Sandy I, mean, I still miss them do you yeah. oh god you look like you do that was pain yeah. 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 I, mean, I still miss I them cry do you think it's do you think I'm it's not in tears no I'm not crying what do you do you think that it was better with them do you think I, do you know what my honest I, I still do slightly okay. and I, I feel and then this I, I said this last time this so is a rare thing charm? where we no 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 I miss Mary Berry I feel that the um this duo um of Fielding and Toxfig is slightly more contrived in their humour. And in fact, and funnily enough, the opening skit, which is a skit, it's a whole mm. thing that they, you know, without wanting to ruin what it is, they kind of do a whole thing. Um, it's just slightly more forced than it ever was in Mel and Sue. And that's natural because Mel and Sue are genuine best have mates who've been, been working together years, as a yeah. duo for decades. And their chemistry is, it's not even chemistry, it just is what it is, yeah. as you see. And I found that brilliant. They were the perfect hosts for this format mm. and they had it all they had the empathy with the contestants you know everything I feel with these two I'm not convinced I feel it's slightly forced by toxic fielding and uh, it's fine you know I'm not uh, you know they're great they're entertaining but I will always prefer Man Sue. just saying just getting that out there I'm giving this five stars <laughs> okay that's Good a move on that's a classic K move yeah, on she's gone in with a the star rating even before I'd asked what the star rating was yeah. last week he forgot the star ratings did you notice Kay I had to pick him up on mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. well you know um, I'm going to give it five stars as well because I love the Bake Off. Four and a half. Oh, well, mm. we've set, we know why. The Great British Bake Off is on Channel 4, Tuesday the 28th of August at 8pm. On Thursday the 30th of August at 9pm is the new series of A League of Their Own, or Aloto, as Aloto. some people refer to it. This is the 13th Count them. No. Yes. Series of League of Their oh Own. God. Stephanie Sealand. Tell us what is different 
about this one? Well, the difference is one of the best things in the world has happened. And that is that <laughs> Ramesh Ranganathan has joined the panel. Jack Whitehall has gone off to go and do, go and be big in America and go and do loads of other stuff, hasn't he? Is he doing that, bounty? he's doing a second series of Bounty Whatevers? Hunters. Hunters, yeah. The new series of his travels with his father is yeah. soon, end of September on Netflix. Chap. He's in, controversially, playing a gay man in that mm. big film with The Rock, yep. which everyone's up in arms about, in my opinion, uh, unfairly, the Disney film. I don't um, think it's unfair. I love Jack, but I think there's enough brilliant gay actors out no. there to play a gay character. I don't know. I think it's, you know, anyone can play anything. Oh, yeah, of course sorry. anyone can, but why not oh. give the opportunity? Anyway, let's not. We've gone into a dark territory. Yeah, I'm going to get us well, out of it. I don't think it's a dark territory. Well, it looks like an argument was going to happen. It's a debate. I'm going to pull you out of that. Anyway, <laughs> this is very funny because it is essentially a hilarious panel show hosted by James Corden with the delicious Jamie Redknapp, oh, the yeah, delectable yeah. Freddie Flint. I love Jamie Redknapp so much. He so, looks so sexy in this show as well. Oh, Kay loves him as well, so, you know. No, Mum Freddie. Oh, I thought she you said Freddie. Who yeah, are you talking I about? Said, I, said, I said them both. I yeah, said I the delicious were... Jamie Redknapp, the delectable I thought you Freddie moved on Fins. to how delectable Freddie was. Yeah, I think she... And in this, in this episode, we've got Tony Ballou, who's the guy who um, knocked out... Well, didn't knock him out. Who beat Hayes. David Hayes mm. twice. Um, Lizzie Arnold, that fantastic... She does the ske- that skeleton, skeleton thing, which is just a sliding down the... Uh, ice. Ice. Crazy like on a thing. food tray. And then they've also got Alan Carr, who's one of our... Most favourite people in the world. So this is almost a perfect heat lineup, actually, mm. for this panel show to come back. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you apart from one of the insane challenges they have, which I don't think is a spoiler. At the end, they do the right guard challenge, and it is the challenge. This episode is gravy wrestling. Yeah, and that is exactly what yeah. it says it is. Freddie looks so wrestling handsome because he looked like gravy. someone from Peaky Blinders. Oh yeah, he initially comes on for the yeah. grave wrestling in, in like a old school like country very, very squire peeps. outfit, mm-hmm. which he then takes off to reveal his um, wrestling singlet <laughs> type thing. There's an incredible thing that happens, and um, no spoiler at the end of the series, that with the so they have this big, huge, muscly Tarzan-looking James Corden compared yeah. to Tarzan professional um, gravy wrestler. Who knew there was such a thing? Yeah. And but then what proceeds to happen? No, I'm not going to spoil it. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it is landing. I think that happens right yeah, at the end. Yeah, it's it very is pretty good. incredible. Okay, he's looking like a mad. Can't remember. Maybe she hasn't fully watched. The, I don't know. I was doing an impression of it. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. But was that was that real? Legit? Of course, it was real. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, then that was incredible. Oh my god! Because do you remember he trained to be a boxer? Do you remember that series? Yeah, that yeah, Fred, yeah. Freddie Flintoff oh, trained to be a boxer. Yeah. In, in fact, then that was incredible. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what? But I guess the the big question is, um, you know, the second big question, the big question previously was about Beckoff. This big right. question is, <laughs> yeah. what difference does Romesh Ranganathan make? Who's better, Romesh? Oh, that's unfair. Oh, I no, think what I think what they've done that is I'm really joking. good is they've put Romish on Jamie's team, and so Freddie doesn't have a permanent person now, yeah, that's a good which spot. I which I think is yeah. the right thing to do because Clever. it would have been wrong. Because I do I absolutely love Jack Whitehall, and yeah. I think he he was in many respects ir- and, and it, is it's not about he's better. Mm. He's just different, yeah. different right? Romish yeah. is different, and they've still got they've got a new dynamic now. Yeah, there's two. I thought the funniest bits for me were where they make fun of Romish's body. body. Oh, that is oh my so god! Funny. So I've written this down. Oh. Right, the fact that right. So you know. Every season they have um, jokes. So who was the dancing baby? Who was the baby they did compared to a baby? Uh, that's that's Freddie Freddy. Flintoff's old yeah. baby yeah, yeah, yeah. photo that they put on everything. That's been that's been going for the thirteen years. Yes, exactly. So that's the ongoing joke. Yeah. And now the new ongoing joke with Romesh. Sorry, I interrupted no, you, boys. Yeah, do it. Take it. Is um, the fact that 
He's got no bum. No butt. He hasn't got a bottom. It is incredible. I, yeah, I mean, it, is. it actually cracked me up earlier when you were saying about no butts. Because no, I was like, it reminded yeah, yeah, you yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's that. So they make, they remark on the fact he has no ass um, to speak of, which is true. Because <laughs> um, he, he, he is in light crew. It's extraordinary. And then also, um, Alan Carr has oh, a brilliant is, line about his eyes. That line is so good. <laughs> don't spoil no, it. because You've it. got to watch it because it's yeah, such a brilliant it's line. It's a brilliant line about it. So... Um, I mean, Ramachandran and Nathan is the. I mean, it's a thing of all comedians. I think that you, you can't be um, vain in any way. Yeah. And in fact, being allowing yourself and your body to mm. be the subject of comedy is one of the great things. That, but he's so much like that. Yeah. And this is like a almost like a showcase for mm. how unvain Ramachandran and Nathan is. And he lets them take the piss of him relentlessly. It's brilliant. They do. I think we can we can say they do ice skating. They do an yeah, ice. They do they an do. ice skating yeah. thing. Which is just so funny. I couldn't stop laughing at Kay it. Kay was cackling. But I, oh, no, I, I always tell you, think that, you know, Very Jamie audibly Redknapp, at her desk when she was watching that scene. And half the desk was like, well, what is going but on? But don't you think as well, like, Jamie Redknapp, everyone's like, thinks that he, his joke is that he's vain. Mm. And blah, blah, blah. But actually, he's really not vain at all because he does yeah, all yeah. of this crazy stuff. And yeah. he doesn't care oh, yeah. about looking like an idiot. All I'll say about this, obviously, I love Ramesh, so I think he's a fantastic addition to this. But for me, the funniest thing about this whole show is Tony Ballou because I didn't realise. So I interviewed all the guys about the show. And oh, I, yeah. And the I guys. asked them. So I mm. asked oh, you Corden, on set, didn't you? Mm. Yeah. And I asked them all. I was like, you know, who's your favourite guest? And Corden kept on talking about him. Now, I knew he was a boxer, but I hadn't seen him on the show. And now I understand why, because he's the most fantastic guest I've seen on a panel show. And he's so like he's such a good sport. He goes along with the jokes, and they really do like yeah, do a lot to him. him. Do mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, and they start one, stroking him. At one point. They start stro- yeah because they say he's got amazing skin, and mm. they're all stroking him. He's like, "Stop stroking me! I'm not a dog." But he just mm. he goes along with, with everything, and I just think I actually think he should be a regular as well. Like, oh. yeah, he's good. Oh. No, he is good. Yeah. He's good. There you go. A League of Their Own has maintained, I believe, its extraordinary um, success rate of being very funny. Yes, BAFTA award winning. BAFTA award winning. Mm. I'm going to give it um, four and a half stars. What? I'm giving it five stars. I'm giving it five stars. What is the, What are you taking a half off for? I don't know. Okay, well, if you don't, five, thank, oh, thank you. Finally, a word. This conversation every week. Billy Boyd, Boyle Boyd. <sighs> I just said that to give you the chance to did feel you? like you've triumphed over me by getting oh. to change my mind. Oh, no, no, no. I want you to change it back now. Don't just do it because of that. Didn't. That's classic. He did <laughs> textbook. Steph what? Knows. No, no, no. <laughs> the stubbornness. Bo- let's just official. Steph, Boy stubborn says sea lad. Four and a half for a league of their own. Right. SSS. <laughs> Well, it's better than when I was an arsehole every week. Do you remember when you had that? Oh, yeah. Steph is an arsehole. We should bring that back. No. Oh, I think it was you who coined that. No, no. Kay wrote it down. Let's call Let's have it. She said, let's call it Sia, a Sia moment. Steph is an arsehole. <laughs> so I didn't coin that at all. But you were an arsehole. <laughs> a League of Their Own is back with five stars all round next Thursday, the 30th of August at 9pm on Sky One and... Now TV. now TV. Have yeah. we got time to have a very quick spoiler chat about... Can I just say? Yeah, can I just say? Have we got a very quick to do I mean, Unforgotten? Kay has to educate this because she's the timekeeper. Okay. We can do the question and then we'll do Unforgotten afterwards very okay, quickly. Okay, fine. It's that time. For the very last time. Maybe. It is question time. For the, and for, this is a rare time when question time isn't anything to do with anything we've reviewed. But I thought we were recording this today. On what was it? Thursday the 16th. Of August, and it's Madonna's 60th birthday. You may or may not have noticed. Happy I mean, birthday, Madge. Yeah. If you haven't sent your card, you're too late. Yeah. Um, I'm going to a party later. Of course you are. Of course. <laughs> of course you are. You, oh. For a minute, you... That would be the ultimate bomb. so gullible is the other <laughs> word we have to... Have to <laughs> Sig. Um, so, what is your favourite Madonna thing, Steph? 
Um, without a shadow of a doubt, Ooh. it is her foray into films, and I'm going to choose her two best films, Desperately Seeking Susan and what's the other one? Um, um, Which is the same title as a programme we just reviewed. Oh, A League of Their Own. Because I was thinking of the film. <laughs> what were you thinking <laughs> The Rupert Everett one. Oh god! Oh yeah! No? Oh okay. Yeah, well, I thought. Yeah, but you're so maverick. You know, I thought you were fully capable of picking no, that no, one. You've no, got no, such bad not. taste. <laughs> you thought you'd go for that. Well, Desperately seeking season and League Alone, two incredible films, yeah. which do prove that Madonna can act. Okay. <laughs> Mine is oh, a god. moment, a oh, cultural god. moment. Oh good. When dressed as a matador, she is pulled by her cape down the stairs oh, at the Brits, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. But ever oh. the professional, mm. she's got straight up, even though she's basically been garroted. <laughs> she got straight <laughs> up Brits. and yeah. continued her dancing, which I thought was the you know absolute con- consummate professional that she is. Mm. But also it links to our other favorite person, Alan Carr, because then he recreated that exact scene for Heat oh, yeah. and in, in a brilliant shoot. So. Mm. That's it. I cannot wait to find out what your best Madonna moment is. Well, in is it like a version? Madonna thing? The runner-up is the song and video Frozen, which I think yes. is her masterpiece. Mm. Yeah, I love that song. Masterpiece. It's incredible. Mm. Like, what, um, is that your favourite Madonna song? Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah, just I know incredible what you mean. production. It's a brilliant song, like perfectly used. And also kind of it was a comeback for her. She's done, been away for a while. Yeah. It was fantastic. The video is brilliant. Um, yeah, that's my favourite Madonna song. But my favourite um, thing she did, and this is going to, this is going to, Oh Blow God. your mind. What was it? It's the sex book. Oh, that Remember is the a sex great book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sex book that is a great book. was this incredible thing. Yeah. So she was the biggest pop star in the world at this yeah. point. She released a book of pictures of her essentially naked with various other naked people engaged in all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And it was revolutionary. And that yeah. was like, you know, people talk about how she changed the culture, which I think she did in many ways. But that... As an act of kind of just Defining balls moment. out, mm. defiance balls and like, out. I'm just going to... Literally. The moment that yeah. she showed us her balls was it. Exactly. Yeah. It was incredible. I think yeah. it's difficult to understand. And I, I got a copy. I think I gave it away to someone. Oh, what an fool. idiot. Because it's worth a lot. Yeah. Now, if you have a, an unopened... Because it was wrapped in this like silver um, plastic thing. So you couldn't look at it in shop. Sounds you know, nice. Yeah, but you know what you could? You could go into um, <laughs> Selfridges oh. and go downstairs. You know where they like, they have all... And then you could leaf through it there. Oh, okay. Um, Just saying. So anyway, yeah, I think I gave mine away. So I've got what oh, I was thinking. Boyd. Yeah, but uh, no, new, brand loom. new, unopened ones are very, very rare and, and you know, cost a lot of money. But that was that's the Madonna chart okay. for me. And finally, finally, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a little discussion of Unforgotten. Yeah. And then remember, we've promised the pogs that yeah, we're gonna say. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, so very quick spoiler discussion about. Unforgotten. Which fin- so this Unforgotten finished its third series on Sunday night. We've all seen the finale. We'll watch the whole six-part series. It's gone. Oh, Kay's got a hand up. Sorry, can I just quickly say something? Yes. When we originally discussed this, and I said I'd seen the first season, I was going to watch the third season on TV, and I was like really desperate to see the second one. Our friend um, Luke at Custard TV um, got in touch with me to say the second one is now. On, on Netflix, Netflix yes. in its entirety. Yes. So oh. if anyone like me hasn't seen it, yeah. get on it. Yeah. So yeah. thanks, Luke, for yeah, telling yeah, me yeah. about that. Um, so this is the story of um, uh, the, the the key murder. This was of a, a teenage girl yeah. who was a twin who died on Millennium Night mm-hmm. and it was killed by someone. And the four main suspects were these kind of old guys who all knew each other. 
back from school, was it? Yeah, yeah school. Mm. Um, and all the way through, they've been the main suspect. We've learned about their lives. They've all had, they're all troubled in various ways. Um, mm. They've all got complicated relationships. So a lot of them split from their partners um, shortly after this incident happened. So all the way through, it's been, was it one of them? Was it all of them? That was what it was. And I'm going to say, to my, I'm going to chip in and say one thing. So remember, this is a spoiler special. We are spoiling it. We're spoiling it. Um, and if you haven't seen it yet, because it only was on TV two days ago, effectively, then yeah. fast forward to the end. The last, the, the last kind of minute of this podcast, where we're mm. going to reveal the new name. What I was going to say was what I loved about. It. I mean, I, I, Unforgotten is. I've just written a comment about it actually in the, in the in the new issue. I think it's the most underrated of all the um, crime dramas. Because is it's, it underrated? Because yeah. we well, go it doesn't win a war. I don't think it's won any bigger war. Okay. I don't think it's won. I, have to, I should Fine. check. I don't think it's won BAFTA or an RTS. I don't think. I may be also, wrong. Also, people don't talk about it in the same way as Broadchurch right. and Happy Valley right. Right. and all You're that. Absolutely and, right. Because it's not as flashy. Yeah. This yeah. is the thing. It's not as. It's not like. And it's not. It's real. It's not filmed like real. it's not cinematic. It's not yeah. trying to be cinematic. Mm-hmm. It's not trying to be flashy. It's not trying to. Ha- the characters aren't quirky and eccentric mm-hmm. and wa- weird. It's just down to earth, straightforward police work. Mm. And the two main cops, played by Sandy Basco and Nicola Walker, are both like professionals trying to do the best thing they can. They're not. They haven't got any weird quirks. I mean, he's got his rucksack. That's about as weird as it gets. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about it. And what I, and this the thing that happened I thought was brilliant about the whole story was really all the way through you thought oh it's just a story of this one girl's murder which could have been any the, the, the any of them any, mm. any of them but also the motive could have been anything yeah. you know she could have had an affair with one of them yeah. and they wanted to kill her they could have seen her doing something yeah. Yeah. there was a thing with the teenage son that could have been him involved in the end the perpetrator was a serial killer a horrendous serial killer and rapist. And any other TV detective drama, that would have been the focus. It mm. would have been a serial killer thriller yeah, all yeah. about this horrendous psychopath. In this show, in Chris Lang's brilliant writing, mm. he underplays the whole thing. Oh, it's amazing. So it gets to the point where then it's revealed he's a serial killer in the it's last like episode. And it's so <laughs> chilling. It, I was about to say yeah. that. And the effect it's that has so on chilling. her particularly is yeah. so brilliant. Her acting, when she realised the full horror of what she's mm. uncovered. What she's yeah. uncovered. And I thought that was so clever. That it was a, it was a, it was a, it's a stealth serial killer yeah. story. I thought that was brilliant. It is. Um, it's just, it, it, I'm going to kind of repeat what you said, but what's so amazing is the fact that she goes into it looking for just, just, just to solve this one murder. And she's, she's okay with that. You know, that's what mm. she's designed to, to do. That's what she does. She goes in, finds out who murdered someone, and then she she just sort of can't cope with what unravels and the brilliant mind games that this the serial killer who as we, this is a spoiler special, so it turns out to be the doctor and that brilliant bit where he says, um, "If you respect me, I'll mm. tell you where the rest are hidden," and mm. she, she suddenly understands what she what is actually happening before her. It's just amazing. And the way, all the things that he says to upset her, it's just, it's, that last it's episode like psychological is warfare. absolute masterclass. I think the word absolutely sum it up is chilling. Yeah. And I just, Nicola Walker, what was good is that what you can feel building up throughout the series is just not only, she constantly is getting upset about this case and obviously it is an upsetting case, but what you get the impression at the end is that it's a build-up of all the years, these 10 years or however long yes. she's been doing this and that she's heading mm. for some sort of breakdown if she doesn't stop doing it. And I thought yeah. she played that. Because like really well. she's also made a terrible mistake. So in the yeah. penultimate, was it? Or maybe, f- well, in the previous episode, yeah. she left a file yeah. on one of the suspects in the cafe. Which, which results in his death. Which results in his mm. death. And that, and again, like even that, which in, 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 in the episode could be very melodramatic. Mm. But it yeah, felt completely believable yeah, because yeah. people do make mistakes. And she was under massive stress. She was having yeah. stress at home with her dad. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she, she just made a mistake. And that, that I mean, 
the most naturalistic performances. Her, and Sanjeev Vaskar, I think, is, can be underestimated because yes. he's very he the quiet. He is so underestimated. He's just the quiet, staunch yeah. one. Yeah. Mm. But every again, playing across his face in that interrogation scene, yeah. with the killer. I'm mean, against so brilliant. What's nice as well is that it ended in a way that, like, obviously it was completely shocking. But there, you felt like this hope. Yeah. Right? Especially yeah, because especially she's had this time off. Yeah, because so she... And she's... A bit like the end of the bridge, really, where the end of the yeah. bridge ended with, with Saga... She's been liberated. ...leaving, li- leaving mm. her job. And this, although you're thinking she might... She's thinking about leaving mm. her. She says explicitly a couple she of times. She gets together with that nice guy who left yeah. his job, doesn't who, she? Who, again, earlier on you thought, oh, me, he might be a dodgy guy. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, now yeah, he ends yeah. up being a, a perfectly like, decent fellow. Yeah. And so she's hooked up with him and, and then so they have a kind of right at the end they have a, she seems happier she's everyone's been liberated because even like the family who've lost their daughter they, yeah. they decide to move from the Absolutely, area and it's yeah. nice it's like a feeling yeah. of moving on but, it, very, but not in any subtly. way done as it's a kind of cheesy no. no it's just done oh, it's so perfect. good I think it should get it should get, yeah. it should get BAFTAs yeah. Well, that is, I think we've, anything yeah. else to say about no, the... No, now uh, we have to leave a little bit of a pause so anyone who didn't want to hear the spoilers can come back. That's yeah. the end of the spoiler special for Unforgotten. It's all, I think it's only, you can watch it on the ITV Hub. Yeah. Steph, you want to go back and watch it? Yeah, I will. Yeah. Now it's time to reveal oh the my future gosh. of the Unmissables podcast. Guys, please love this name because yeah. we've, gone, we've agonised, we've gone through 97 different shit names and so this is the one. we wanted to reflect the fact that it's mainly about television but sometimes we do talk about other stuff like podcasts and yeah. films and stuff yeah. but it's mainly the crux of it is television yeah we want you to reflect that it's this age this golden age of tv with big series on netflix i mean particularly you of course i, I mean of you course are me. queen of netflix yeah. sponsored by netflix so what netflix. we've gone for we are what we are do you want a drum roll okay yeah i'll give you one yeah. we are basic bingers Basic bingers. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, there's a phrase, you know, we're making fun of ourselves. We are actually, we're all very intelligent and uh, deeply <laughs> incisive <laughs> reviewers. And we're very, very modest mm. as well. Yeah. It's deeply incisive reviews of television. But, we, you know, it's a play on the idea of, of basicness yeah. and binging. And I can get, once I start explaining it, it sounds worse, doesn't it? It does. But stop, that's yeah, what we're stop, going You for. don't need to explain. Basic that's bingers. So look out in a few weeks' time after our break, well, you know, some of us going to the Edinburgh TV festivals. You're probably going off to have a fine old time somewhere after I'm, back I'm holiday. Not going to the she's at the TV festival. She's at the coalface. Yeah, I'm at the, I'm, at the I'm coal just face. looking after everything here. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be back rebooted as basic bingers. But what we do need to say is that we found out we can't take our reviews with us. Mm. Now I know I joked about us starting the whole reviews thing again. No, I've got the energy for that. But we are <laughs> going to need you. No one's you got wonderful the for 107 that. people who reviewed us before, we're probably going to ask you to do it again. So, so that would be fun. We, we always want rating and reviewing. Always, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, always yeah. do. And so, and we don't want to lose you guys. So you've been such loyal um, listeners, our pogs, throughout this whole journey, I'm calling it. Yeah, um, journey. And uh, we, we'd like to think that you'll migrate with us. Come over. Make sure you oh. follow us on Twitter if you're not already because we will be announcing stuff on that as well with a new logo, excitingly. A new logo. Yeah. And, um, How's the logo going? It's going. Steph's got her Crayolas out. Okay, yeah. Good. Really going for it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, join us in a few weeks. Yeah. So, thanks for listening to these 72 uh, podcasts, these 300 hours of um, <laughs> us droning on. Maybe if you haven't watched all of them, you can binge them all. Yep. Yeah. God, no. Start fresh. Go back and do some basic binging. Yeah. Um, and we'll be back transformed into the very same podcast with a new name, Basic Bingers, <laughs> in a few weeks' time. <laughs> so, it is goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.